Welcome to the LSL podcast. I'm Derek McKenna and I'm joined as always by Andy McNulty. Andy, how are you? Have the, have the toes uh, defrosted yet after yesterday? Yeah, just about. Yeah, I had to leave early. It was such a cold day, Derek, to be honest with you. I was just getting back from a from an illness, so I said I wouldn't hang around just in case. Yeah, uh, extreme weather conditions over the weekend. So, uh, but we'll hear more about you. We're at the game against uh, Killing the Man and Cock Hill. We'll we'll hear a little bit more about that in a while. On tonight's episode of the podcast, we have the usual roundup of the big games from the past weekend. Although there wasn't a huge amount of them on. Uh, because of the weather. We also have a preview of the big games coming up this week. Um, and as well as that, we have interviews with St. Kevin's manager, Stephen Costello, and Kilna man- manager, Keith Foy, about their upcoming FAI Intermediate quarterfinal games. Um, so before we, we get into the interviews, Andy, um, as I mentioned, uh, wasn't a huge amount of games on over the weekend, but we've picked out some of the big ones. Um on Friday night, um, I was over in uh, Cherry Orchard, uh, Cherry Orchard against Malahoyed. Um, have to say, hugely impressed with Malahoyed in that game. They they won six nil. Uh, a bit of a Valentine's Day massacre there. Um, some great goals on show as well. The pick of the bunch, Killian Thompson, who smacked one in from the halfway line, spotted the keeper off his line. Um, really, really excellent goal. Other goals from. Um, Doyle, Jer- uh, Gar- Garrett Craven, Paulie Gavin, Rob Duggan, and Darren Craven as well. Um, so really, really good go- goals and shows. Usually impressed with Malahide, as I said, they were literally rampant throughout the game. Um, you've seen them yourself, Andy, haven't you, Malahide this season? Yeah, I think like we've sh- we've shown a, a bit of love to Malahide in, in fairness on this podcast over the last uh, few episodes, and they've been very impressive. Um, I think. Um, Garrett McCaffrey as well uh, singled them out as one of the best teams that the Moctis players have played against as well. So I think that speaks volumes that other teams are talking about them in the in the way that they are. It's just, um, I suppose, historically, they haven't been able to keep it up for the, the entire season, but they don't look to be uh, letting up anytime soon. So, yeah, they're, they're doing really well. They're playing some really, really good football. And it's unusual for them to get such a comprehensive uh, away win, which they get a bit of stick over. But um, yeah, it, it, that, that could be the difference for them this year is that they're starting to actually impose themselves in their away games and they're actually getting results out of it. So it could be a, a huge turning point for them in, in the season. Yeah, like I, I think um, like Cherry Art would obviously be disappointed with, with such a kind of a big loss, but they were three, three goals down very early on. Then they lost the man uh, sent off for the scent and then uh, it was three and a half time. Another three quick goals in the early in the second half. So, you know, it, it, it actually could have been a lot more, to be quite honest. So, um, as I said, usually impressed with Malahoy. I'd look forward to see them again soon. At the at the other end of the table, Andy, uh, big results for, for Ballymone. It was kind of your... Your relegation six-pointer that they typically call these type of games. Both teams um, at the bottom end, Newbridge and Ballymun. But Ballymun got a two-goal win. Goals from Tyrick Royley and George um, Mutake. Um, in the senior one, sponsored by the Beacon Hospital. Uh, big wins for Patsy Woy, 6-0 against Scary's Town. And Home Farm, 3-0 against UCD. Um, what other big games did you come across the weekend? Andy? Did you see any big ones pop up? Yeah, there was a couple in the Lumio Royley. One stood out there was Collinstown B Airfield, uh, Keith Rickard, Rickard and Rickard, Darren Rickard uh, with the Collinstown goals and uh, Ross Coyle uh, goal for Airfield. So that's that's a one that probably jumps out. Then in Major Sunday, 
Um, we we had someone actually tweeted us earlier on today, and thanks very much for that. I don't recall your name, so apologies. Adrian. But, um, Adrian, yeah, had a fantastic uh, game of ball on Friday night. Um, two teams going at it, hell for leather, and um, Rush, after being two down and then 3-2 down went on to win 5-3 so obviously uh, a report sent into us there and we'd encourage more people to get in touch with us with those sort of games so that we can we can call them out obviously it was well worth his time going down to that game on on Friday night eight goals um, you know it's 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 a great it's a great advert for that for that league and um, top of the division sure. as well yeah rush so having a great yeah. season yeah, they're really flying. They're really flying. So it's 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 good that they're obviously showing a bit of confidence after being three two down and then three two down. So they've they've obviously a, a little bit of a bit about them to be able to get back into the game. And then in the same division, Major Sunday, um, Sheriff beat CYM Beachwood four 0 So good result there for Sheriff. Yeah, and then uh, another kind of big result that stood out um, in the Premier One Sunday. Uh, not so good news for Rush Athletic. They were on the end of a of a twelve nil thumping by uh, Enniskerry YC. So um, a huge result for Enniskerry there. Um, the other kind of big results at the weekend. Um, I think were both games played yesterday. The FAI Intermediate Cup, uh, Crumlin against Minute University Town. Um, it was quite close, I think, coming into the closing stages, as far as I'm aware. Uh, it was one all, but then uh, Minute got the win late on. Goals from Connor Dunn, Mark Colgan and Bork uh, with the Minute goals. So they go through to the to the next round there. And Great updates. Uh, sorry, Derek. Great updates by both teams there, in fairness. Um, video highlights and um, updates regularly from both teams on that game. So I, as I said, I was over in Ned Kelly Park watching the Kill the Manor game. And I was able to follow the, that game over in Pierce Park as well. So fair play to both teams in, in relation to that. Definitely, definitely. So, um, obviously, uh, as I said, you the, the toes of the, the frosted. What was the weather like at the start of that game, Andy? Because it was a bit kind of Jekyll and Hyde, the weather yesterday. Do you know what, Derek? It was, it was um, obviously Funny, all yeah. the weather warnings. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't bad. Like, don't get me wrong. Maybe first 20 minutes was was bearable wind, if you want to call it. Um, it did, did then start to really, really deteriorate. It was it was really windy. Like the goalkeeper keepers were kicking it out, and it was going down the centre of the pitch. And all of a sudden, it'd be going down off to the to the M50. You know, um, <laughs> twenty five minutes in, and then all of a sudden, Derek, I I've never seen anything like it. This shower of hailstones fell, and my God, everyone was scarping the pitch. <laughs> the pitch just emptied. Like in fairness to the referees, um. I think Owen Murphy actually had to go into the middle. Um, I think Davey Fitz um, had an injury, so he had to go onto the line. So they switched to half-time, and Owen did the right thing by just letting it pass for 10 minutes. And then after that, it was incredible. It was like a summer's, summer's afternoon. It was, un, it was so surreal. Um, I, I just can't get over it, really. It was, it was all weathers in one. Um, and obviously an enjoyable game to watch um, with, with Killing the Manor winning uh, 2-1 in the end. Um, do you want to give a, a brief update of the game before we, obviously we spoke to uh, Keith Foy a little bit earlier on. Do you want to give a brief synopsis of the yeah, game? Yeah, look, we... from my point of view, it was it was a fairly even game, um, the first half especially. It, as I said, the conditions really started to tell um, Killing the Manor, did they, they conceded a poor goal maybe 20 minutes on the clock 
And from then, they were they were the better side. They created the better chances. They built up the play. Cockhill were sort of um, happy to protect the lead, lead and play on the break. But, you know, to be honest with you, I, I thought Kilnamana were very, very much worth their, worth the win. Uh, they have some excellent, excellent players there that we'll touch on later on. But, you know, ex-League of Ireland lads that really, really got them through the game, you know what I mean? Um, some quality on the ball, given the conditions. Gary, Gary McCabe, or Gary McCabe, sorry, in the middle of the park, just, I don't think he left the centre circle the whole game, but he still controlled it with his passing and his reading of the game. And um, you had Ken at centre-half as well. Like, he could probably still play at any League of Ireland team, to be honest with you, from what I see in there, you know, still still very much has it. So, yeah, look, they, they were very much worth the, the win in the end. Yeah, and obviously a huge result. Um, we, we spoke to Kifoy um, just a, just a little earlier, so uh, we'll have a listen to to that interview, and then we'll um, we'll come back and have a look at the games to look forward to um, this coming week. Keith Foy, um, manager of Kilnamana, welcome uh, to the podcast this evening. How are you? I'm um, fine, Andy. Thanks very much for having me. Thanks for coming on. Obviously, fresh off the back of an intermediate win yesterday against Cockhill. Um, great result for the club. Um, I was at the, the, the game myself. Obviously, left a bit early because of the weather, but it was a great result for the club. I, I think you were fully deserved the win. Um, you contained a really good Cockhill side there. Uh, tell us a bit about how, how that game went, Keith, in, in your eyes. Yeah, no, listen, it was obviously a tough match. Um, we obviously, um, it was the third time that the match was supposed to take place. We obviously travelled up twice up north, once when it was called off, and then once we got um, a one-all draw up there, um, that took us into yesterday. Um, obviously, we knew what Cockhill were all about. We had them. Uh, we had a bit of information on them prior to the first game, and then um, obviously after playing them, we knew they were going to be well-organised, um, a tough team to to break down um, but we were quite patient obviously we had an early setback on one of the behind after about 15-20 minutes um, but the lads came out um, after that and I thought we were the, we were the better team up the half time possibly could have went in at half time uh, ahead but uh, we got ourselves back into it was one all at half time and then we got the winner probably in 15 minutes into the second half uh, Cockhead put us under a lot of pressure the last 20 minutes as you, as you would expect but we held firm. I always thought we were quite comfortable. Um, I thought in the first half, as I said, we could have seen it off, maybe uh, got ourselves in front, but it wasn't to be. And in the end, obviously, an excellent result for the club. Um, it's the first time in the quarterfinal of the Intermediate Cup. And uh, yeah, everyone's over the moon in the club, you know. Yeah, obviously the the club are doing really well at the moment, Keith. It's it's great to see, and I'm sure the 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 men behind the scenes and all are really happy with how things are going. Obviously, before we speak about the upcoming game at the weekend in the intermediate, I'd like to touch on obviously back to back promotions with yourself since you've gone in there in um in the league from one B um right up to senior one, and you're you're in the hunt for a, a third successive promotion in a row. Um, Obviously, doing really, really well. Some of the players that you have there are fantastic. Some ex-League of Ireland pl- players there as well. Tell yeah. us a little bit about your journey. Um, I know it's it's a couple of times you've returned to, to Kilnamana. It seems to be um, the prodigal son returns a number of different times. But this <laughs> this this campaign has, has really been really been good for you. Yeah, no, it has. Probably about uh, two and a half years ago, um, I actually 
packed it in up at uh, Bluebell with Andy Noon at the time. Um, I was stepping away from football, probably taking the year out. Um, but then Kilimanjaro kind of uh, came to me, and as everyone knows, I'm I'm a local lad. I'm from Kilimanjaro, um, so I c- came back in, took over at Kilimanjaro in September of um, two and a half years ago. Um, we were in one B at the time. The club had already been five matches in. I think they'd won one last four, so they were in a bit of a, a little bit of trouble at the time. But we came in. We were lucky enough. Um, we had a we had honest lads there in Kilimanjaro that were uh, willing to work hard, willing to listen, take things on board. And uh, in that particular season, it came down to the last three matches. We needed to win the last three matches by a combined total of uh, ten goals. To, get promoted and lucky enough uh, we achieved that over over the three matches so um, that brought us into 1A immediately in the fourth season and uh, a similar situation then in 1A last year we needed to win the last three matches um, to finish ahead of Port Leash by a point and lucky enough we achieved that as well and it brought us on to um, this season obviously we needed to bring one or two lads in um, the lads we had here um have been excellent over the last couple of years and there's a good core of lads that are still here from two and a half years ago but obviously the squad was a bit thin so we needed to add and we, we added I thought really well this season we brought in a lot of lads over the last 18 months or so a lot of lads with experience League of Ireland experience as well as LSL experience um, so yeah like we're in the hunt for promotion again I'm hoping then we can kick on over the next uh, couple of weeks couple of months I know uh, we've had a cup run and Sometimes you can't take your eye off the ball, but but I feel the lads are they know what our, what our main aim is, and the cup has been a good um, distraction. But um, I'm sure then once the cup is out of the way, we'll be cracking on with the league. Then hopefully to end that towards promotion, as you say, you know. Am I right in saying Keith that um, the club were in one B for a considerable amount of time before you getting promoted? Yeah, yeah, they got promoted. Um, into one B, I believe, before 16 years they were in one B, never got relegated, never got promoted after they got the initial promotion from junior football. So they had been lingering around one B for quite a bit. So it was an achievement in itself to get out one B, but uh, obviously that wasn't enough. We wanted to kick on again, and there's a lot of lads behind the scenes in Kilimanjaro. It goes unnoticed that the work they put in, um, they put a lot of work in, a lot of time, and it was certainly uh, enjoyable for all them when we finally got out one day, you know. It was a long time coming. Yeah, and there's obviously a lot of positivity around the club with um, the new AstroTurf and the facilities, in fairness. Um, they're looking great up there at the moment. The pitch held up really well considering the conditions at the weekend, but I suppose there's just a, a real good buzz around the club at the moment. Yeah, no, there is. There's a good committee in there that... Uh, that off the pitch, they're after doing a lot of work, particularly over the last couple of years. Um, especially with the Astro, we we extended the Astro only last year. There was a lot of time, effort, and money that that went into that. Um, a lot of money went into the pitch. The pitch probably wasn't uh, up to scratch maybe eighteen months ago, but uh, a lot of work went into that. A lot of time and money also went into it. Um, I don't think there was too many pitches that w- would have held that amount of rain that. Uh, came our way over the weekend so we were lucky enough and happy enough that the match actually went ahead we were quite concerned on Saturday evening but um, lucky enough we woke up Sunday morning and uh, the pitch was was 
it was playable anyway, you know. Um, but yeah, no, as I said, there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes that a lot of people wouldn't see. And it's a hard-working comedian at the club, you know. Yeah, that's good, good. So just going on to the weekend now, obviously um, the games are coming thick and fast in the FAI yeah. Intermediate Cup. Obviously you don't get much time to sort of uh, enjoy the win, I, I suppose, but you're you're up against um, Calessa Donny Carney now next Sunday, is it? Yeah, Sunday this, morning, this 11 Sunday, yeah. This coming so, Sunday, yeah, 11 o'clock out in Calesta, yeah. So, so, Keith, in advance of playing Cockhill, you obviously knew that you would potentially face Clester Dunley Kearney in the next round. Have you had a chance to have them watched or have you have you seen them play yourself this season? Um, no, I haven't had a chance over the last couple of weeks to have them watched, but we played Calesta just prior to Christmas um, in the Charlie Cattle Cup. So we came up against and we lost 4-3 after extra time in that game. Um, in Calesta, it was quite a tight match um, on the day you know um, so um, yeah so it's the only bit of information I have on Colesta is, is when we've played them and uh, I've watched them once before this season earlier on the season that away to Minute I think it was and they'll all draw it out there but apart from that um, yeah I haven't seen them you know so what is the strategy going without giving too much away obviously what's the strategy going into into the game uh, is it just stick to what you do best and kind of implement your own game plan because you don't really have enough information about them yeah no listen we'll go out there with a plan and um, hopefully it's it's successful on the day um, we, we're obviously only over the Cockhill game so myself and the coaching team will probably have a sit down tomorrow evening have a chat about the upcoming game and decide what way we will be playing and how we approach it. Obviously, we're the underdogs um, going into it. I know a lot of people probably wouldn't expect Kilimanjaro to be uh, to be challenging for the Intermediate Cup uh, come the end of the season, but um, anything can happen on the day, you know, and uh, we'll just go out there, hopefully give a good account of ourselves and you obviously need a little bit of luck along the way as well. So hopefully luck is with us on Sunday and we can take it from there, you know. Yeah, and and just um, kind of looking beyond Sunday, have you kind of um, have you considered? Have you looked past Sunday's game, or are you kind of just focusing one game at a time? Um, it is one game at a time. Like I think that's the way you have to approach it. You now, um, obviously, we know we play Colester Sunday, then we play Minute in the last sixteen, the Metro on the Wednesday night. So we we've two tough matches coming up. So um, we will be taking that into consideration as well. But obviously, we'll we'll concentrate. Uh, purely on Sunday first and then we'll see how the lads come out at and see how the injuries are and everything else on, on the Monday um, and then after that we'll be hopefully back in league action because uh, I think we've only played two league games since since uh, Christmas you know um, so we are eager to, to get back in the league you know Is there a danger there and I think I asked this question a couple of weeks ago um, is there a danger of cup games getting in the way of the, the kind of primary focus obviously when you start out the season is promotion is is there that, that danger there? Of course um, of course it can be, but I think it can work two ways. Like I think a good cup run can uh, can help you in the league in a funny way. And I, I know a lot of other other teams could be looking at us and they're happy enough that that we've won yesterday because we're concentrating now on another cup game um, and we're not concentrating on the league. But as I said, I think this can do uh, wonders for your team, for your squad. It can, uh, it can certainly make lads uh, believe in what you're trying to achieve. And... Um, sometimes can help you kick on. Now, there is the other flip side of it, um, that you're obviously falling behind in the league, both with matches and points. So you just hope that by the time you come back to play league games, 
you haven't fallen too far behind and come the end of the season you're not playing maybe two or three matches a week for the last few weeks you know that's why you want to try and avoid but I suppose that's what happens when you when you are quite successful in the Cups you can that can happen to you you know but um, as I said I think it can work two ways you know Definitely Listen Keith we want to wish you the best of luck uh, the weekend and thanks so much for coming on the show today Yeah no problem Derek thanks a minute Yes. So that was Keith Foy there. Huge thanks to to Keith for coming on the show and uh, best of luck to to the lads um, this Sunday against Colester Dunny Kearney. Um, so Andy, looking forward. Um, obviously, some big games coming up this week. Um, none more so from my perspective than a top of the table clash in Senior One B, St Francis uh, against Kilbarrick United. That's shaping up to be a, a huge game. Obviously, ourselves. Um, we've opened up a little bit of a lead at the top of the senior 1B table, but all the teams below kind of know if they can win all their games in hand, um, they're kind of breathing down our necks. So St. Francis have two games in hand on us. They're on 30 points at the moment, and we've, uh, we're on 38 points. So if they win their two games in hand, they're, they're essentially um, two points behind, but obviously beating us in one of those games as well um, will we'll, allow them to overtake us essentially um, so massive game to look forward to it it's out in the new Astro out in uh, John Hoyland Park on Thursday night um, so that's definitely one to look forward to um, any others that you're looking forward to yourself Andy? Yeah I'm actually going to head to that game I think after training on, on Thursday Derek so I'll, I'll give a, a fair and impartial report next week <laughs> alright well, well, you're a very biased one <laughs> Well you try to employ I'm always fair and impartial as well well I try to be anyway <laughs> Um, no, but as I said, it, it should be a cracking game. So I'd encourage anybody to get out and watch it. Um, you know, two two teams who are playing really well at the moment. So um, it should be a great advertisement for LSL football. Um, another game that kind of stood out for me, I'm not sure uh, what, what you think yourself, but Newbridge Town against Liffey Wanderers, Andy. I was looking at the table um, a little bit earlier on. And there's still a lot of teams kind of mid-table in the senior Sunday who... Um, potentially could be dragged into that relegation fight. I think if you look at um, Liffey's at the, mon- at the moment, and you wouldn't think of them as kind of potentially being in that relegation dogfight, but they're they're in ninth at the moment and on fifteen points. Um, Newbridge are on fourteen points, like so. It's it's kind of I know Liffey's have a couple more games uh, in hand, but you know that could be one with Newbridge scrapping at the moment. If they if they get a couple of points there, Liffey's could be dragged down into that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And to be honest with you, Derek, I it's only since doing the podcast that I've been looking at the tables on a more regular basis. And this is one that kind of slipped past me because I knew they had a bit of a, a shaky time if he's over just before Christmas. But I didn't realise they were on such a bad run. Now they're, they're six six defeats in seven games. They've only picked up one point. Um. Like this is a massive, massive game for for the, those Liffey lads. Now they'll argue that they have points, uh, games in hand, but getting into this stage of the season, you really want to start getting points on the board. Um, so yeah, you're right; they can be dragged in. Now look, as I said, all it takes is a couple of wins. They're on 15 points, probably this season anywhere between 25 to 27 points. will see you safe. So, you know, it's still in their own hands. But the form that they're on at the moment and the run that they're on at the moment, they they probably will need a good win, um, you know, against a team that are are down there at the moment, you know. Yeah. Um, 
Newbridge this season, they they kind of they come up with kind of a, they, they. I think people were expecting a little bit more from them. Would he? Were they kind of wrong to expect a little bit more from Newbridge? Um, I think they had made a couple of si- decent name signings. You know, there was experience from around the league. Now I know there was a change of manager and and a few bits and bobs that were going on behind the scenes, from what I've heard. But again, they're another team that are in sort of a poor uh, form because, like, in the last seven games, six seven games, they've only they've only drawn one. So again, they're very two very similar sides. They're in bad form. So they're probably happy to be facing off against each other because they'll fancy themselves against each other. But I suppose it really depends. It's important for Newbridge because they're they're obviously playing not so well at the moment and not getting the results. So, you know, you just want to get that win and get a, get a bit of momentum and a bit of confidence back into the dressing room because it's a very lonely place going six games without a win, you know. So... It's it's a tough one. It's a, it's a, it's 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 a game that I'd actually probably I'd be interested to see how the teams will 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 tackle it because they'll be nervous as well. They won't want to get beat again. So whether they try to uh, adapt their style or whether they go with a different approach, I'm not so sure. From a from a neutral's point of view, I would be interested to see how that game goes because, as I said, they'll be nervy at the start and they'll both want to win and they'll understand how important the win is to them. Definitely. Um, so that's shaping up to be a huge one. That's Friday night um, down in, in Newbridge. Um, so definitely one to consider getting down to as well. Um, another huge game on this weekend, um, which kind of flew a little bit under the radar for me and fair play to the lads at Oliver Bond for getting in touch with me. Um, Oliver Bond played their quarterfinal of the FAI Junior Cup this weekend away to Ferrybank in uh, Waterford. And the lads have told me they've, they've three busloads of fans going down there. Um, so a massive, massive game um, for the club who are currently playing in the Senior One Sunday, I believe. I'd need to be uh, 100% sure. Now, let me just check. Um, the me- Sorry, Major One Sunday. Um Already even below that. No, they're major one Sunday, yeah. So they're second place on major one Sunday, having a having a really good uh, run in that league as well in second place. So, um, and you'll probably be familiar with a few of the players there who played in the um, Oscar Trainer team as well, Andy. Yeah, yeah, a couple of really good players there, Derek. To be honest with you, um, yeah, there's there's some that would really be capable of playing at a higher level. Um, there's obviously a group of mates there that they're happy enough to play with, which is which is great, and they're really reaping the rewards. The last couple of years, you you, you see the results online and on social media over the last few years, and they've been really picking up good results. So flying again this year, hopefully they can do the business uh, down in Ferrybank the weekend. Yeah, definitely. Um, just sticking with the topic of the FEI Junior Cup, um, the draw for um. The quarterfinal, semi-final draw. Sorry, did I say that game was a quarterfinal game? I'm not sure whether it's a quarterfinal game actually or not. Um, let me just check because the draw for the quarterfinal. Um, yeah, I think I misread that. But if they if they come through this, and the quarterfinal draw is next Tuesday, um, I believe it's going to be streamed live. Um, although where that's going to happen, I'm not too sure. But it's been uh, the draw has been done over in Abbottstown, so hopefully it'll be. Um, streamed live, and I believe they're doing the quarter and semi-final draw in the one go. Um, so you'll have kind of pathway to the final there potentially. Um, I do see on the official communication that went out there, the final uh, date and venue has yet to be confirmed. Um, so we obviously knew it was potentially not going to be in the Aviva with the um, 
with the uh, Euros happening this year, so it'll be interesting to see where the venue actually is for that. Um, I'm not sure when that's going to be confirmed, but um, stay tuned. And we'll it has to be Tala, really, doesn't it? Yeah, you'd hope it would be Tala. Um, although last year it was in Galway, so I think it probably just comes down to availability there and um, yeah. you know and what, what dates are available. But look, best of luck to, look to the lads, uh, Oliver Mond, um, on the trip down to Waterford, and we'll keep you updated with the, the rest of the draw um, as it comes through next week. Um, other huge games to look forward to. Obviously, we've just come off the back of an Intermediate Cup weekend, but obviously you've you've three massive games for LSL sides so uh, this weekend, Andy. Yeah, um, Malahoyd play Maynute. Um, I I've gone blank here, and I can't remember who Mal- Malahoyd played. I cannot remember. I'm, um, apologies. I can't remember myself. Um, yeah, I'm after going blank, but Maynute are just off the back of um, beating Crumlin Crumlin. yesterday in Pierce Park three one. So. Like, that's a really, really good game. Um, you know, like, as much as you, you could argue that that was an upset yesterday um, in Paris Park, Crumlin not at their own standards this season. They're still, they'll be bitterly disappointed to go out of competition. But Minute have picked up some big results this season already. So, you know, they'll fancy themselves again going out against Malahide in a who are, are really good at home as well, as I mentioned earlier on. So, that will be an interesting enough game. Um, Calester Donny Kearney are home against Kilimana, as we mentioned earlier on with Keith. That will be a good game. Um, I'd, I'd, I'll probably head out to that myself, um, if depending on a clash with my own game. But that'll be an interesting enough game because although it, there is a division between the two sides, Kilimana, from what I've seen at the weekend, have a really, really you know, solid eight, nine lads that would, would compete in senior division. So, like, that will be a really tight game. And um, I, I think, you know, there could be a potential upset on the cards there. Um, and then, as as we mentioned earlier on with Stephen... Um, well, later later on, we, have, we haven't listened to uh, Stephen's interview yet. So, oh, uh, yeah, sorry, we haven't listened to it yet. <laughs> um, so, we, we spoke to Stephen Good earlier part. on about, obviously, the, the game coming up and mocked his travel there and... You know, another real big challenge for that St. Kevin's team. I know there's a young side there. They've been going through the, the through the ranks with each other. But they will fancy themselves against a, a really good and experienced Mokta side. So three really, really good good games the weekend and, and I'm looking forward to seeing where they where how they shape out to be honest. Yeah, definitely. Look, we'll we listen to that Stephen Costello interview in a second, but just to say, I'm sure there's a load of other big games on. They're just a snapshot of what we could pick. Um, and due to time constraints, we can't talk through every big game um, coming up at the weekend. But if um, next week, if you want us to either uh, preview one of your games coming up or talk about a game that happened at the weekend, do get in touch with us and uh, we can we can chat more. Um, but we do need people to send us in information because um, we can't be at every game or we can, you know, we don't know every game that's happened. So uh, feel free to get in touch with us. Um, as you mentioned, Andy, we spoke to Stephen a little bit earlier on. So um, he kind of gives us a bit of a preview of this game between um, Kevin and Moctis as well. So let's have a listen to that and then we'll, we'll come back afterwards. Stephen Costello, St. Kevin's FC manager. Welcome to the LSL podcast. Thanks, Eric. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. No problem. So, uh, Stephen, before we get to talk to you about your big toy in the FAI Intermediate Cup this weekend, uh, tell us a little bit about your background in football. Who, do, who did you play for and how did you end up managing St. Kevin's? Yeah, well, if you want to go back to all the way back to school, boy, I, um, 
basically from under 14 I started with Kevin's under 15 actually started with Kevin's played a couple of seasons there and went to UCD League of Ireland on a scholarship then um, lasted about two or three years there unfortunately done recruit you um, now it wasn't while I was at UCD I kind of twisted my knee had a couple of years bit of bother with that but in the meantime I'd, I'd signed for Wester or Phoenix United as I was then as there is now sorry um, and I was there I left and went to Kevin's and been there ever since about 8-9 years and I was there I actually done my cruise here um, got back from that that was a tough injury got back from that um, and basically spent about 8 or 9 years down from there I went to Talca um, Talca Rovers they were in the senior division at the time good side up there um, managed by Jay Kelly up there so he asked me to go up there with Robbie O'Reilly went up there spent 2 or 3 more seasons there um, and from there I kind of finished out I'd done my I had a bucket handle tear on me in um on my meniscus on me on the same knee that I'd done the cruciate so kind of always advised kind of just to take a step back so that's what I did. Um and the coaching was always something that I was always interested in. So Talkie kept me on there in with the Saturday team. Um began with the Saturday team and Martin Doyle was first team coach at the time and he stepped away for personal reasons. So they asked me to step up then to the first team. Had a good uh, it was actually Jay's last season there, so we had a good season there. From there, then Martin Doyle actually got the Kevin's job, and he um, he asked me to go on board with him there. So, um, spent two and a half years under Martin, good years, learned a lot. Um, knowledge of the game is really good, you know. Um, top coach. So, um, from there, then when he left for personal reasons again, um, I was asked to take over. So that's what it is. Um, and that was this my fourth full season now with them. So uh, really enjoying it at the moment. And uh, you mentioned you, you kind of had an interest in the coaching before. Um, have you have you kind of progressed that with your coaching badges? Where where have you gone with that? Yeah, I have actually. I've started back in 2010, I think. I was just doing the kickstarts. It was always something that appealed to me. I don't know whether it was when the time I was out injured, actually just looking from games on the side, just picking up things. And um, it always fascinated me, this, you know, especially with amateur and junior players, you know, um, Whatever about professional players that you know, I always wanted to kind of, you know, I wouldn't say teach the game, but coach the game, and um, started off with kickstart one and two, progressed then up, and at the moment I'm, I've one more block left on the UEFA A license. Hopefully during the summer time, um, hopefully achieve that. That'd be a, that'd be a great achievement, you know. So um, so yeah, so that's where we are at the moment. So it's busy, busy, hectic lifestyle at the moment. So uh, no, but I'm enjoying it really good. We we spoke to Ed Saul a few weeks ago and he, he was talking to us about the, the amount of work that goes into the A license. How have you found fitting that in around uh, your personal life and also just around uh, coaching uh, St. Kevin's as well? Yeah, yeah, you know, I've done my UEFA B with Ed, top lad, great coach. Um, and as he was saying, there's an awful lot of work involved in it, you know, especially away from the blocks. You, you know, you'd go and two we've done two blocks over November and just there in January we've done another block and you're spending 12 hours a day there you know from 9 in the morning to 9 in the evening um, and then when you go away then you're given a set of assignments to do um, and you have a deadline to meet for them so yeah it's an awful lot of time and that's probably the most challenging part of it is, is finding the time and you know it's very time consuming to actually just sit down and you know especially the likes of PowerPoint and Word and Excel trying to get your head around that and what you do then <laughs> 
you know, that can be a, that can yeah. be quite challenging. But um, now it's good. It really is. The, the knowledge, especially on the A license now, is, is a bit different to when I done the B. I done the B back in 2016. You know, so just kind of went with the B then. I felt, you know, had to get out on the pitch, get your experience before you can actually go on the A. A lot of lads now maybe going from the B to the A, maybe too quickly. Um, but that's not, not for me to judge or anything like that. But I just felt I had to step away and, you know, walk out and get myself up to a level where I felt I was ready to go on the A. So that's what I did. Um, and I've enjoyed the A. It's, the knowledge, it's all about detail now, you know. Um, where the B, when I done the B, it was about analysis and kind of reports, getting reports and stuff like that. But now it's about the in-depth knowledge of the game, the small little details that make a difference, you know, in formation, systems of play, style of play. And um, so it's really getting down to the neat and gritty. But the assignments itself, yeah, it's it can be quite challenging at times, you know, especially with the family and, you know, working full time, you're kind of getting home and getting the kids, you know, whatever it might be, collecting them from school. And, you know, I know, Kind of with my young lads team as well. Monday and Wednesday, we train Tuesday and Thursday. So, you know, it's, and then the young lads will play Sunday morning. And we play most Friday night. So, yeah, it's six days a week. On Saturday, then I have my other young lads who play Gaelic football in Holland at a reasonable level as well. So, obviously, you want to get out and see as much as you can of that as well. So, you're just trying to find kind of two or three hours here or there over the weekend, or you're kind of staying up late at night to. Kind of get bits and pieces done, you know. But getting there, we're getting there. There, you know. Yeah. It, it definitely you know, seems like a huge amount of, of commitment. And Ed mentioned as well, like his ultimate goal would he'd love to work in the League of Ireland. Have you set yourself any any goals for the future, or where you'd like um, your coaching career to take you? Um, not really, no, because I think the industry itself, especially in Ireland, is. You know, it's tough. It's tough to try and break through, especially with everyone doing the doing the A's, doing the coaching badges. There's there's a massive appetite for it there now. So um, at the moment, I'm just happy enough where I am. I have to say, it's a good environment, good club. You know, um, but in the future, you never know. You know, and that's probably out of my hands. You know, you just don't know what's around the corner. You know, you lose a couple of games or you go through a bad spell and it's taking out of your hands completely. So um, while I'm walking the Kevin's now, I'm really enjoying it. But around the corner of course of course you want to go up and kind of test yourself and at a higher level you know that's what the ambition is but um, whether that be with Kevin's or whether it be with someone else who knows but um, for the moment you know we've put a plan in place down at Kevin's there so um, it's going reasonably be well at the moment so um, see where that takes us over the next over the next little while anyway so um, so yeah so you just never know what's around the corner you know Stephen, you mentioned um, you mentioned obviously you've been there for a number. Is it your fourth season now with Kevin's? This is my fourth full season. Yeah, I finished um, when Martin stepped away. He kind of stepped away mid-season, so I finished that season and then um, left. We were still in the AUL at the time, and uh, we left then. Went to Lens as senior then. Yeah. And how how do you feel the the progress at the club since you've taken over has has gone? Um, obviously you've invested in yourself, and I'm assuming the benefit the benefits have gone onto the pitch. Obviously, um, doing really well at the moment. But have you seen sort of young lads progressing through the ranks, or even players that um you've brought on into the team yourself? Have you seen a bit of progression within the team itself? Oh, you do, you do. Now, whether that's with us, whether that's with us um, helping them, I, I'd like to think we have a little part to play in that, but um, the group was quite young when we when we got going with them. Um, we were in the A, well, as I said at the time, and we left and went to the Lancer Senior. I just felt at the time, 
you know, the club maybe felt that we'd gone a little bit stale in the AUL and the change was needed. We were bringing the new weather and, and Aidens on board as well for the following season. So we thought that was the time, maybe that was the right time. And we had to be careful when you do these things because it's not as if you're challenging for honours year in, year out at Kevin's at that particular stage, you know. So and usually when, as years gone by, you probably know yourself, Andy, that when teams leave the AUL to come to Lens Senior, they're usually at the top of the game. They're usually challenging for leagues or challenging for junior cups or whatever it might be. Yeah. But that wasn't the case for us. That wasn't the case for us, you know. So we had to be careful because we didn't want to come to a stage where, you know, we'd come stagnant down in the lower divisions of the Lens Senior and um, junior, junior leagues and all of a sudden then players are leaving and you're scratching your head then six months down the line thinking, geez, maybe you should have stayed in the well. So we thought yeah. long and hard about it. The club, the club decided to go there, but... When we went, I have to say, um, fair play to the lads. You know, there's a lot of lads who are still with us there now who jumped ship. Um, oh, sorry, who came over to the Lancer Senior League with us and are still there now. Um, and they were quite young at, this, at that time. But I think the experience of just playing in the junior leagues down there, um, you know, with a little bit of coaching they may have got from us, um, certainly stood to them. But I think out on the pitch is where players gain most of their experience and most of their learnings, you know. Um, and certainly down major major one is actually where we started in. Yeah. Um, the fourth season got promoted, you know. So, um, but in saying that, you know, the second season we had a massive, massive learning curve. Didn't didn't quite go according to plan. We one stage I think we were fourth, maybe fifth from bottom at one stage in the league. Um, out of all the cups, and that was only two years ago, you know. And I still kind of look back to that, and I'm still going to remind the lads now and again of that time, you know that. And that was huge learning curves, you know, um, heavy defeats, you know, coming off and scratching your head and the lads are scratching their head because we were trying to do the right things with them. I was trying to convince them that the way we're going is the best way possible, you know, hopefully. And then we turned around there to the following season and we got one or two more bodies in um, and kicked on them. That was last season. So um, got promoted in, you know, some big game experiences there as well. With, you know, we've done well in the junior cups. Nelson Junior Cup semi-final, you know, won the Kevin Nugent, which was huge for the group itself, you know, just to get that kind of winning, winning feeling within the group was there. For a group so young, um, what he went through the year before, you know, was there. It was huge for them, you know, so, um, but we'll never forget that, and I'll never forget that kind of learnings that you have down there. And I think you have to go through them kind of bad experiences, I wouldn't say bad experiences, but I think as the old saying goes, to experience um, or to achieve success, you have to experience that failure, you know, we certainly did that. And I think, it, and I like to think it's standard tools now, you know. There's, um, there's a, obviously you can see a huge amount of progress since you come over to the LSL and obviously this year there's an exciting title race hopping up, hopping up in the Senior 1B. Um, have you been impressed with the, the quality of that league this season? There's always um, some interesting results every week. Uh, what's your impressions of, of the quality of the league you're playing in this season? Yeah, it's very competitive. It really is very competitive. I think from, from day one there, you know, you're getting results week on week there that kind of raising eyebrows all across the board. And, you know, you can see there all the way down to mid-table there um, for the three promotion pushes there. You know, anybody's in the shake-up now, put a good run together, four or five games, and suddenly you're in the mix again, you know. But um, the results have gone in a way that it's kind of keeping everyone together. Maybe with the exception of yourselves in Kovarik, Derek, that, you know, got games on board, and got points on board, um, and he's put yourself in a really good position there now. So um, it's up to us now to catch up. It's up to the rest of us now to try and hang on in there to the last, to the last couple of games, the last four or five weeks to see where it takes us, you know. But... Um, 
I thought the level, I think the level is really good. You know, we played France there before Christmas and uh, the two-wall draw, we had at home with them. And I was really impressed. Really good game of football, high standard football, you know, for, for one day, for one day, I thought it was really good. You know, I thought that level of football, we played Castle Knockaway as well. Um, really good, you know, good levels. A player out there as well, Cardiff, who were maybe in the wrong end of the table, if you like, for, for what they've, if, if you look at them, you know, you... You've only seen that a couple of weeks ago with Kilbarrick, you know. And exactly, yeah. So that's that's how tough it is there, you know. You you get off to a bad start and suddenly you're chasing the group then you're playing catch-up all of a sudden. So, um, yeah, it's been really competitive, really good, you know. It's good for the league. I think it's testament to the Leicester Senior League and the position it's been at the moment all throughout the divisions, you know. You look at Major there as well, Rush Athletic, you have Usher, you have Sheriff, um, steaming up behind, you know. So, um. I think the level of, is really, really good there, you know. So and then you have one A and one senior one, and obviously then the, the big boys up in senior division. Um, yeah, it's a good level. It's a good level. Yeah, uh, and I think you're going to see plenty more twists and turns, not just in the senior one B, but in, in, in all those other divisions that you mentioned. Um, there's plenty more football to play, so I, I don't think anybody uh, has it wrapped up just yet. Um, of course, you overcame a, a fellow senior one B side uh, in the last round, and that um, I think kind of a, a duo of games there. The first game uh, was a 2-2 draw, I think, and then the second one as well. Talk to us a little bit about those two games because uh, particularly the the last replay um, had a, had a, an exciting finish to it. did, actually, yeah, and the first as well. You know, yeah. we went out there on a Sunday afternoon. It was the weekend that there was a, a lot of, I think, two other intermediate cup games were called off as well um, with the frost that we had that weekend. And, um, yeah, it was a heavy pitch, you know, um, tough place to go. We're always a tough place to go on a Sunday afternoon. Bit of a crowd, you know, Willie has them, Willie Henry down there has them well drilled. Um, good young side, so, um, again, another another team that maybe should be higher up in the league than we actually are. But um, I thought overall in the first game we were, you know, we created more chances, but um, found ourselves two minutes out away from going out of the cup, um, and we ended up pulling an equaliser out in injury time. Um, and we played quite well for the conditions. I, I, I think the two teams probably um, put on a good show. There's a proper cup tie, you know, blood and guts and thunder um, all through it, but. Um, we tried to play, we tried to play as we do, we stuck to our principles, stuck to our style of play and um, what was more, the most satisfying coming out but was the equaliser that we got was, um, you know, you can be forgiven at the last couple of minutes in injury time, you know, teams can be forgiven to just go a little bit more direct but we didn't, the lads stuck to the plan, you know, they kept playing and we got just rewards, you know, I think the move started with the fellow who scored the centre-back, um, Jamie Delaney, who scored the goal, started by getting the ball off our goalkeeper um, moved through the units, you know, got the ball out wide, and when he when he played it out wide, he actually just he carried on his run, and lo and behold, then um, he just got on the end of a, a second phase kind of header that came back across the box. So um, yeah, listen, we played quite well in that game. The second game then was a little bit of a different dynamic. Um, obviously on the all weather then, a different dynamic. So we uh, yeah went behind twice in that game again. Um, we're on the top of the lead and we responded quite well. Got a penalty within two or three minutes of down behind. Um, scored a penalty. Um, I went behind again. I think it was about 20 minutes to go in the second. Um, 20 minutes to go in the game. When they got their second goal. And again, um, you know, we stuck to it. Kept playing. Made a couple of substitutions. Um, I thought Ferran was getting a bit leggy maybe at that stage. Um, brought three lads on, freshened her up and, 
yeah, we just kept creating chances, kept doing the right things, and again, got just awards in the end. And fair play to the lads for doing that, you know, and it's great to see. Andy was talking about maybe, you know, can you see fruition coming through um, from from coaching? I think that's that's testament to the lads who do listen and who do kind of carry out a game plan. And you know, when you see it coming off like that, it's very it's very satisfying for a coach or a manager when you see that, you know. So all credit to them. So um, yeah, so we move on now. We move on to. Sorry, this the extra time. Then we brought on um, we brought on um, Yuki is a Japanese lad who's over on the student exchange, um, and we kind of changed the game, lit up the place. I think that anyone who was there kind of realised that there, um, he changed. He, he was the difference, you know. Score two, and I think he made another two in extra time. Um, you know, their goalkeeper who had a whirly of a night really had, and you felt kind of sorry for him coming off the pitch, probably getting man of the match and still conceding seven, but. Um, that's just the way it was. That's just the way the game went. Um, so we were really happy to get through that, you know, and, you know, so we just look forward now to the quarterfinal now this Friday. Yeah, obviously, Stephen, you're you're facing uh, St. Mark's side, obviously, um, top of the senior division at the moment, but you're picking up big results and, and I suppose, like, the confidence from those cup games you're, you're, you're picking up over the last couple of weeks will be very uh, important coming into that game. Obviously, I think you're unbeaten in six games at the moment in the league as well. So you're in a good run of form. I suppose you'll you'll fancy your chances, even though there's a, a big gap between the divisions. It, at the end of the day, it's a cup game. Anything can happen. Um, but the lads must be in confident mood at the moment. Oh, they are, yeah. You know, the, the atmosphere is good around the place. We're in the group there. It's a good group. And it was the big games that actually, even last year, you know, kind of brought them together and made them a little bit tighter and, and stronger, you know. So um, the lads... I'm really looking forward to this time now and because I think at the end of the day it's a free roll of the dice for us. I think when the draw came out, you know, we're the lowest ranked team left in it, you know. Um and I think anyone who's looking in um at the draw, the teams that remained in it probably wanted us, if I'm being honest. And that's okay with us, you know, we're we're happy enough with that. Um like Moctis, you know, are there there about it's a fantastic job they're doing down there and over the past couple of years with Roy McCarthy there and um so listen, we'll go out, we'll give her it all. You know, the lads are really looking forward to it, as I said. Um, and there's no pressure on our lads. We'll just go out and we'll, we'll have a game plan. We'll see, can we stay in the game for as long as we can? And, you know, as you said yourself, Andy, it's cup football. And anything can happen on any given day in cup football, you know. So, But what it is, it's another game. It's another big game experience for the lads. And to have that in the first year of intermediate football to make the quarterfinal of the intermediate cup, hopefully will hold us a good step down going forward, you know. So um, it's a yeah. good test to see where we where we need to get to, you know, to you know, with the big boys and senior division. Um I know a lot of the Mocters boys have played with a lot of them down in Tolka. Um good experience, quality players, you know, so um we know what we're coming up against. So um but you never know. You never know. We just as said, Yeah, you mentioned there, Steve. as long as you can. Yeah. No, you yeah. you mentioned there that you, you do know some of the lads and like I'm always interested from a from a neutral point of view to see how you'd set up. Obviously, you're you're doing really well at the top of one B at the moment, and um, you're coming up against a really top side and mock this. But will you have gone and get them watched, or you know, obviously you know a few of the lads, so you'll know somewhat and how they've played. But will you approach the game any differently, or will you just um, will you will you adopt the same approach that you've to your league I think, I think we'll adopt the same approach, Andy, yeah. I, I think we will because yeah. for the simple reason, you know, we've nothing to lose here. You know, we, we'll go out, we'll, the way we play, I think the lads know no different. 
you know, we know no different. The way we play, they're more comfortable with that. And trying to get them to change now is probably, you know, going against the grain a little bit of, of our principles. So, um, as I said, um, we have no pressure on us. We can go out, we can enjoy the evening. Of course, we want to get the result, and we do our utmost to get that result. But um, we haven't watched maybe against Malahoyd. I would have liked to be so personally to go out and watch them. Um, I think it's ourselves you were meant to play yesterday and was called off. And then last Wednesday as well, they were meant to play Calesta, which was also called off. So um, it'll be two weeks since they have played like us as well. So um, we would have liked to go out and get a bit of a look at them. But as I said, you know, we know what they're going to bring, the quality players there. And, um, you, you don't know how they're going to set up in regard to personnel. There's, there's a lot of bodies there that they have to call upon. So um, we'll just go and I'll give it our best. That's all we can do, you know. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good to hear that. Well, Stephen, uh, we want to wish you the best of luck on, on Friday and um, hopefully you, you go through and we'll, we'll get to chat to you again afterwards. Looking forward. Um, yeah, to, look, to, you never know. You never yeah, know. So, so best of luck and uh, I would wish you best of luck for the rest of the season in the league, but I'll hold back on that for the moment. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll see each other soon. Hopefully, hopefully, Derek. Yeah, we yeah. sure we will. I'm sure. And thanks again. Great job you're doing there, lads, and keep it up, okay? Cheers. Thanks very much. Thanks, boys. Okay, see you then. So that was Stephen Costello there, uh, manager of St. Kevin. So again, huge thanks to Stephen for coming on the show. Um, they're they're, they're going to have a really tough game against a really good St. Mocta side this weekend. But I think like you said, Andy, in cup football, anything can happen. Yeah, that's it. And that's that. Like I know it's a very cliche thing to say there, but it's, it's, it, it is the beauty of the cup because it doesn't matter who or how many teams there are in between it. They'll, they'll always fancy themselves, especially at this stage. Like Kevin's, you know, they've nothing to lose, kill the manor, they've nothing really to lose. They've already got to a stage where they probably weren't expecting to, you know, they'll never rule themselves out, but you know, it's they've probably overachieved in the competition this year. Um now I could be wrong in saying that and I do apologise if, if I've offended anyone. But like if you're looking at the teams, you're saying to yourself, you know, you probably wouldn't expect them to be there. It's a it's a record appearance for Kilnamana at this late stage of the competition. So yeah. that that club is already, you know, they're delighted to be where they are. But saying that, they'll also be going out to win the game as well. You know what I mean? They're not just going to be there for the occasion. They're not just going to say, "Oh, brilliant, we made it to the quarterfinals. We don't have to win the game." They're going to fancy themselves. They're going to go out and give Cholester, Donny Carney, a really, really good game. And equally, so are Kevin's going to to, to Moctis. Like Moctis are in really good form this year. But as I said you just don't know and I suppose it'll be a bit of the, the the unknown as well when those games when the lower league teams come up against the higher division teams you're not seeing them every week and you're not really you might hear of their results or you might look at their table and you might know a flash about them but you don't know their players you don't know their style of play and you know you just you might get a sucker punch on the day yeah you just, you just never know yeah and I think like Stephen mentioned if you if you if you keep yourself in the game um Especially into the second half, like you know, then uh, once it gets to the latter stages, anything can happen. Um, the, look, there's going to be a, a lot of good games out at the weekend. I'd encourage people, if they can, to get out and watch some of them. Um, obviously, uh, I'll be at Thursday night's game, and I'm going to try to get to one over the weekend if, if the wife doesn't threaten to divorce me. Um, and I'm sure you'll be trying to get out to one or two yourself, Andy. But um, if others um, are at games feel free to reach out to us and, and kind of give us uh, an update on, on how the game went and we'll hopefully cover it on next week's show um, before we go Andy just to mention um, if people are at those games use the LSL live score hashtag which um, we've been beating on about for the last nine episodes Andy and what did you do at the weekend Andy? 
practice what you preach, Derek, isn't it? And I, I suppose I got caught out, so apologies for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, I know, especially when it's freezing at a game, sometimes you forget to stick a hashtag into it. But um, if you are at a game this weekend, do use the LSL Live Score hashtag, and it keeps everybody updated on what's going on around the league. Andy, it's been a pleasure. Um, look forward to uh, speaking to you again next week and hearing about some of the games that you're at. So thanks so much. No problem, Derek. I'll see you next week. Thank you.